Hello, welcome to Minor Issues, Major Opinions, the new podcast from Real Simple, where we hash out some of the most controversial topics on the internet and settle it with an expert. I'm Leslie Corona, Senior Home Editor. I'm Amy Macklin, Features Director. And I'm Azam Aga, Photo Director. And we're your hosts. How's everyone doing on this lovely day? I am day? doing great. Yeah. <laughs> and what are we discussing today? Today's spicy topic is, is the five second rule real? And I actually talked to Bobby Burke about that. Plus, I spoke to Jason Tetro, microbiologist and host of the podcast, Super Awesome Science Show. And he's going to give us the verdict on that. I just watched something recently the other day that was talking about like the dirtiest, germiest places in your kitchen. And I was like, do I want to know what this is? And then I pushed play and it turns out that it's like one of the germiest places in your kitchen is like the spice rack. Because you're continuously Seriously? touching. I thought you were going to be like the drain. No, right? you're touching all of like these different things and then you're spicing your meats and your you chicken and whatever and you don't oh. clean it. So now I find myself with those uh, bacterial wipes just wiping my little cinnamon jar. <laughs> I don't want that to be the dirtiest place in my kitchen. That's but true. anyway, I'm interested to hear what the germ guy has to say, even though I'm slightly scared about it. Okay. But what do you think about the five second rule? I think if it's a delicious piece of candy, like a like a Skittle or something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. But I won't do it if it's like gummy bears because I feel like it's so sticky and it yes. can, like, has the <sighs> opportunity to like pick up like whatever hair or crumb or dirt it is on the thing. I think adhesiveness is key. <laughs> yeah, I think adhesiveness you're right. Is key. Tackiness, you're Tackiness, right. like if it's spaghetti, you're not doing that, right? Right. One of the Instagram <laughs> commenters said exactly that, like something about spaghetti and how that's not okay. But like dry foods, like potato chips are fine. Yeah. Amy? I think it's fine. The rule may not be real, but I don't care. And I think it's contextual. <laughs> I think it depends on where you are. Like, I'm not going to do it in a porta potty, you know, but like, the subway station, yeah. Oh my gosh, when I was in high school, I'm from New York. I was born and raised here. And I remember I was with my friends on the subway and we dared one of my friends. Oh God, to, no, I don't even want to hear it. This is so- we dropped some Dunkin' Donuts culotta on the subway platform and we're like, we dared her to lick it off the floor. And she did it. Although, like, it's weird because we didn't even, like, dare her to do it for any money. She just did it. Okay, but was it within five seconds? It was within five seconds. She did <laughs> it very quickly. And she loved it. And she's alive. I'm pretty sure she is. <laughs> I, I, so. I feel like I would have heard about that. That's a very good question. Was it, like, I'm broad actually not sure. She's lit in broad daylight. She just got down I mean, and lifted up. If the lights were ever off in the subway, that would be really bad. <laughs> she glows green now. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> so, Amy, are you fine with five-second rule? I'm fine with five seconds. I don't care. No, no matter what the food is. Well, are you in Mazam's camp or it depends on the food? I think it's... You're not going to do soup, right? <laughs> I'm not going to lick soup off the subway platform or whatever. I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do a gummy bear. I think you're right about right? stickiness. But I... Yeah, it kind of depends on the how... The, mm. And the food, on okay. how much it costs. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The price of the food. That right. is a really good point. So, right. Somebody like, did not mention in, that. Not in this economy. <laughs> right? not in this economy. <laughs> yeah, not anymore in this economy. We don't economy. have the luxury of not ignoring the five-second rule. So we asked our readers on Instagram for their thoughts on the five-second rule. The funniest comment, I think, was, I have a one-second dog. The five-second rule is null and void. Yeah, <laughs> those, those dogs, they, so they, they eat food with the quickness. Like, right, I have never do. seen. It's funny, though, because someone else wrote, as long as it's my floor, I'll pick it up and eat it. And in 71 years, I've eaten a lot of different foods off my floors. <laughs> this person has lasted 71 years. They're fine. But I also can't stand when people are like, well, it was fine for me. And I'm like, yeah, but that's like a personal... Absolutely. Anecdotal evidence does not count for me. Like, I cannot stand that. That's not science. That's, that's How you. How do you feel? Like, will you eat food off your floor? <sighs> I'm disgusting. I'll eat anything. I'm not going to lick soup off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Okay, the only reason I'm a little bit conflicted about this, if someone asked me this like three weeks ago, like I would probably say, no, I'm not going to pick it up. But I just remembered I dropped a piece of pineapple on the floor and I rinsed it and I ate it. I mean, but you rinsed it. You so rinsed that's it. different, that's right? That's true. That like, is, I did like rinse that, it. That becomes null and void because too. Because it's like nasty. Up. Like I'm not going to, it's like wet. I cut that pineapple myself. Like I didn't want to waste it. Right. That made me mad and I wasn't going to throw it out. So I think in that situation, I think I'm more in Mazam's camp. Yeah, but I actually don't think I ever really do pick up food and eat it off the floor. I'm kind of thinking like if I were to, Wait, do it you would cook be. cook a lot? I do cook, yeah, okay. like a couple times a week. But I've never been like, oh, let me just grab that and yeah. put it in my, and pop it in my mouth. And just like I've also mopped <laughs> yeah, my me floor <laughs> and I've used a Swiffer and I've turned it around and I've seen all oh, of no, the no, right. on the bottom you're of right. that. And so right. I feel mm-hmm. like a big part of that is me like. I can't even picture. Eating I also stuff think off the if floor. you have like a dog, though, like, and they like, can you imagine what right. that dog is like tracking into? And your no, it's true. But then fast but then, forward tonight, I'll go home and I'll drop a cookie and I'll be like, oh, and I'll exactly. pop it in my mouth. So I feel like I'm a hypocrite. I mean. Like I feel like <laughs> I can't like, even say like I'm against or pro anti whatever that because I just ate a pineapple off the floor. Like I don't know. And if y'all are. Okay, if you're in the office here and you drop a pop chip on the carpet, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't pick that up on the carpet. Maybe I have done that. I don't know. (laughs) The chances of me like backing up to pick it up and then rolling over it with my (laughs) chair wheel is high. And then the crumbs are everywhere. So I never considered the office space in this scenario. Okay. Okay. That's an excellent point. Okay. Examining my life choices now. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's fine. I want to know what Bobby Burke has to say about this. Okay. Let's listen to what Bobby Burke (laughs) has to say. Bobby Burke, welcome to the podcast, Minor Issues, Major Opinions. We are so excited to have you on. I mean, I'm a fan of the show. I'm a fan of you. I've followed you you for years now. And I've always known that you came from a very conservative background, Mm -hmm. like where you grew up. I didn't know it was Amish country, though. Well, I'm not Amish, but all of our neighbors are. And like, literally speaking up, we were just dealing with an issue with my parents where one of our Amish neighbors' barns blew through the air the other day and landed on my parents' house. What a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like Wizard of Oz. Full disclosure to everybody at home, right before I I took a prescription for some anti-itch for some poison ivy, I got on a hike recently, not reading the fact that the biggest side effect is makes you drowsy. So I'm like, so bear with me, bear with me. <laughs> I know a little bit about your background and you started from the very bottom and then worked your way up to Queer Eye, which has been around since 2018, and you're now on season seven. This season will be in New Orleans, which is exciting from a design perspective, I think. It's exciting from a design perspective because I feel like there are a lot of budding designers in New Orleans right now. It's like a hot spot to be. The thing that I love about New Orleans is you feel like you're in a foreign country. New Orleans is one of the most unique cities in America and the world. You know, you have beautiful old colonial architecture and you have French architecture and you have these cultures that are literally nowhere else, not only in the United States, but in the world. It's just a combination of all these immigrants that came together a few hundred years ago and created this amazing culture that is so beautifully unique to New Orleans. So it was kind of like we were getting a bit of an international season because New Orleans is just, it's so different from anywhere else we filmed before. I have to say every season that comes out like Austin, Austin, I feel was like one of our best seasons ever. And then each time that comes out, we all kind of think to ourselves and and to each other, all right, well, there's no way the next season can be just as good, if not better. Like, you know, we're tired, we're old, you know, we're like, are we still able to pull off a great season? And a lot of times we'll leave that city kind of feeling a bit like, oh, 
I don't think this season's going to be as good. And that very first episode, I was bawling. And I'm like, okay, no, yay, we've still got the magic. Our producers and our editors still have the magic. We're still able to tell great stories. And this season was also a very condensed, quick filming schedule. Normally we shoot an episode a week, but we were shooting two episodes a week. There were some weeks where we would shoot scenes for two to three episodes. It was a very compact filming schedule because Cromo had to get to set to film his new talk show, which was amazing. So we all got together and really made it happen so that he wouldn't be late for his new show. So especially for my department, doing two episodes a week, so two homes a week, was a lot it was yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, we do our annual show at home, The Real Simple Home, which you are working on with yes. us this year. We're so excited. <laughs> and that's only like one a year. So I can't even imagine doing that. Like two, two of them in a week. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up is your first book. Yes. I'm so excited for you. Thank okay. You. Tell me a little bit about that. What's it called? I know it's coming out in September. Yes, September. So it's called Right at Home. Yes. You know, for years since the show came out, everyone's like, oh, put out a book, put out a book, put out a memoir, put out a design book. And a memoir just hadn't felt right for me yet. You know, I still feel like I got a lot of living to do and a lot of stories to tell. So I'm going to wait a while on that. And I also just didn't want to do a design book with a bunch of pretty pictures for coffee table. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There is absolutely a need in the world for that. But that's not what I wanted to put out because Queer Eye is all about teaching people how design can change your life and democratizing design and teaching you how it not only changes your life by the way your home looks, but it can really have an effect on your mental health. So I wanted to do a book about the intersection of mental health and design. So that's what Right at Home is about. It goes into color theory. It goes into lighting. It goes into organization. It it really dives into the effect that your surroundings have on your mental well-being and how your home is like your phone charger. And if you don't plug your phone in at night, it not only is it probably not going to make it to the next day, but it's definitely not going to make it through the next day. And your home is, think of it like your phone charger. You've got to plug yourself in at night when you get home. And if that plug has a short in it, if that plug is frayed, you don't get fully charged and you're not going to make it through the day. And eventually you're just going to run out of energy. So that's what the book is about. It teaches you how to really make your home work for you. And not just in a pretty sense, which it is that as well, but also the functionality. I've talked about this before when people say, what is the first thing you think about when you walk into a room? The first thing I think about is functionality. I want to make sure that that room works for the people who live in it. I want to make sure that it enhances their life and doesn't cause frustrations and anger. I want it to cause peace and serenity. So first I think about function, and then I figure out, hey, how am I going to make this a pretty too? You're speaking my language because I work at a magazine. I know exactly what your how your brain is wired because as I was looking through the galley that I got, uh-huh. I was like, this feels like a big magazine. Like it feels very like engaging. It's not super passive. It's very interactive. You have like a Mad Lib section in the book. <laughs> there's also work pages too where, yeah, where you can figure out like, okay, what what is my design aesthetic? You know, because a lot of yeah. times I find that that's a client or anyone's hardest thing to figure out is what do I like? What's my design aesthetic? And we go through steps for you to try to figure out what it is aesthetically that makes you tick. And there's little work pages mm-hmm. in there that you can really dive in. And it's a very interactive book. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to do yeah. pop-ups as well, but we can't make that happen. <laughs> 
there was a line in there, it's okay to love what you love. That really stuck out to me because I feel like there are so many trends now and people, it's like they're afraid to like certain things because Uh it's not cool. Uh And I love that you embrace that and you say it's okay. You can like what you like. Because ultimately that's what makes you happy. And I get asked all the time, like, oh, what's your favorite trends? And my response is always like, I'm not into trends. You know, if, if a certain trend, if you can relate to that and it clicks with you and it makes you happy, then great. But to me, it's all about putting things in in my home, in your home, that really make us happy, that really recharge our energy and help us get through life. Yeah. I mean, there's the Bobbypedia, which I also (laughs) thought was so clever and so cute and so funny. And then we believe anything can be a sofa. (laughs) (laughs) Upon initial reading, you're like, what? Can anything be? Anyway, but that was really cute. (laughs) The whole book is so fun. I'm so excited that this is your first book. Everyone in the office was so excited to look at it. And, you know, congratulations on the book. Thank you. Thank you. So if you're ready to answer some controversial questions, let's get started. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Is the five second rule real? No, no, no. I don't I don't think so. So if you drop something on the floor, you're like, oh, I don't well, care. It depends like depends on the floor. I mean it's <laughs> you're okay, very situational. Yeah, yeah. I dropped something on the floor at my house. Like I know my floor is pretty clean. So uh, right. yeah, if I drop something on the floor in a restaurant where people are walking yeah. through it. No, no, that's there. No second rule will fix that. So, okay. yeah, yeah. And it also depends on what it is. Like if I drop a piece of, you know, uncooked sticky salmon on the floor and it comes up with, Ugh. yeah, then that's gross. But if I yeah. drop, okay, good question. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, actually, yeah. I didn't even think if I drop a chip. That chip doesn't stick to dirt. I'm going to eat that chip. Right. Yeah. Right. Bobby Burke, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. We are huge fans of you. We're so excited to see the show. We're so excited for your new book. And we're just so excited to see everything you work on this year and in the future. Oh, thank you, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. We'll be back with more after the break. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. I'm Leslie Corona, and you're listening to Minor Issues, Major Opinions. The sticky versus not like mm-hmm. the chips. Yeah, I get that. I get that. You don't like. I feel like I've picked up a gummy bear before, and there's been hair on it. So, yeah, absolutely. But gummy bears, like, like I don't know if that's the best example. It is. It's. So, I don't think it's an, it's, an excellent it's like example. Kind yeah. Of, Sticky in a way. So I mean, gonna you're like the lint rollers of like a candy. Right. Pick up exactly what's there. You're seeing everything. Like if yeah, it's a, 
you know, piece of chicken kebab. But yeah, so exactly. I'm a dirtbag. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uber, I'll eat anything. I have no problem. I have no shame. Uh, yeah, the sticky salmon part, though, kind of like, like the description. Well. Yeah, it like weirded me out. And I'm like, but also oh, very specific. So like, specific. He's I'm like, this happened yesterday. Didn't it? This happened floor. yesterday. <laughs> and like, I wouldn't do it in a restaurant. Like, I have enough shame to do that. Yeah. Like, I won't. Right. I won't. Like, I do shameful things in private. Yeah, I do <laughs> my things exactly. in private. Like, I don't need to like look like a savage and outside of the world. The floor, I know. Right? <laughs> not licking the floor on the subway you know? either. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, he was really funny. I love it. And I also talked to Michelle Buteau, who will be our next celebrity guest. She is a comedian, actor, host, author, mother, <laughs> wife, friend, and she has some opinions on the five-second rule. And she also writes the Modern Manners etiquette column in uh, the magazine. Yes. I'm excited about that. She's so funny. Her opinions on Modern Manners is so great. Is the five-second rule real? Like, when you drop food, do you pick it up and eat it right away? I mean, I don't, <laughs> but my kids do, and that's why I need you to take your shoes off when you come into my house. Fair. Okay. Because sometimes the kids do that. And my mom saw my son one time drop a Cheerio and pick it up and eat it, and she goes, Ew! Your mom let you do that? And I was like, and say goodbye to Grandma. Grandma needs to chill because <laughs> I feel like Cheerios are not that serious. Cheerios is on like the yeah. chip status. It's not the exactly. gummy bear status or but I, salmon status. Even, right. like, I, like, even if Michelle at home was telling her kid not to do it, like your kid could still go out and do it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, yes, not I'm also right sure that like it's easy for someone to come in and be like, ew, you can't do that. Exactly. But then like, you know, you've probably done exactly. it too, raising That's kids. Like, <laughs> it's just so funny. It's so funny. She's like, grandma's got to go. Yeah, it's also just fun. Yeah, I mean, grandmas also just love saying their opinions. <laughs> it's like, true. So unsolicited advice all the time. But, but yeah, I'm down for a, ch- a Cheerio pickup. Stitch. I think you're right. It's, it's like fine. a chip. Yeah. It's not like sticky salmon or a gummy bear. <laughs> or a gummy what if the microbiologist or, or is actually the Keebler scale? German. That'll be amazing. I I hope so. (laughs) All right. So this is the part that's going to probably freak me out and scare me a little bit. Yes. We will hear from Jason Tetro now. My name is Jason Tetro, Tango Echo Tango Romeo Oscar. I'm a microbiology and immunology consultant, and I'm better known in the public as the germ guy because I do a lot of science communication um, and to be honest with you, some science marketing. I am the best-selling author of two books, The Germ Code and The Germ Files. And uh, away from bestsellers, I've published many other non-bestselling papers, chapters, and even a book called The Human Microbiome Handbook. I'm also the host of the Super Awesome Science Show. It's a podcast that essentially takes science and puts it in a perspective that not only can you understand, but you're also going to enjoy. Is it okay to eat food you've dropped on the floor after five seconds? (laughs) Are there any risks involved? It really all depends on what floor it happens to be, or even a carpet for that matter. And I'll get to that in a second. However, the reality is that anything that is going to touch a surface is going to have some kind of transfer. And we can get into what that means a bit later. However, a five-second contact time versus, say, a one-second contact time or a 10-second contact time is not really going to make that much of a difference. Here's where it gets interesting. If you happen to know the microbiological profile of the surface that it's touching, and it's safe, just have to add that, then go ahead. 
So basically, if you happen to be just in a non-high traffic area, like over in the corner of a, oh, maybe you're having a timeout in the corner of the living room or something like that, and you accidentally drop your bagel, just pick it up and have it. I mean, it's not a big deal. But if it happens to be in a bathroom, you probably may not want to actually put that in your mouth after it's been on the floor. So that's really the factor. It's not about the time so much. It's really about the place that you're at that is the most important thing. What kind of bacteria can end up on food that you've dropped? Well, I mean, the thing is, we have quite a large diversity of bacteria just in our own homes. And so depending on where you are, what room, you know, you've probably heard the term microbiome. What you find is that any of the ones that could potentially cause problems, what we call pathogens, well, they're going to basically be located in one of two major areas. That's going to be the kitchen and the bathroom. Now, of course, if you have pets, well, if there's a litter box, that's also going to be a place that it's going to happen. Unless it really happens to be in those areas, I don't think you really have much to worry about. The types of bacteria that you want to be thinking about or worried about are really in those two places, the bathroom and the kitchen, and and like I said, the litter box. But I mean, honestly, if you drop something beside the litter box, are you really going to eat it afterwards? I kind of love that. As we all know, if things happen to be a little bit more moist, there's a very good likelihood that they're going to pick something up. And you can actually do this at home. You can actually try this experiment at home. All you have to do is take a piece of bread, put some peanut butter on it, and then drop it on the floor. And then pick it up. Now, if it drops on the bread side, you're probably not going to have a lot of stuff on there, okay? But if you drop it on the peanut butter side, which is nice and moist and nice and sticky, you're going to pick up a ton of things. And that's really what happens, although at the microscopic level or the molecular level, as we like to say, what is happening is that the addition of moisture actually helps to increase the likelihood that surface substances and the substances that are on the outside of, say, microorganisms like bacteria or viruses, that liquid, that water that's there in the moistness is going to help them look for one another and actually attach more strongly. And that's the why a moist surface is going to pick up more stuff. You just need to know that if you have water there, especially if it's a moistness and it's not too oversaturated or too oversoaked because then it'll just wash away, then there's a greater likelihood of a transfer from one surface to another. The other thing that really you should think about, and this is something more for food handlers than it is maybe for people who are at home, but if you happen to actually touch a surface with a glove, right, and it's a bit moist, you're actually going to end up picking up more than your skin would without a glove. And that's one of the reasons why we're now hearing about things like operating rooms no longer wanting to use gloves because there's less of a chance of actually transferring microbes and that type of thing. The infection prevention control world, which I live in, is so interesting. And it does have some perspective as to what you can do at home to keep yourself safe. The next question I have is, are there any known cases where somebody's gotten sick from eating something off the floor? I don't know if you do even answer that, but if you have like an example. come on. You know that there is, right? So here's the thing. (laughs) It's not so much the food. In actual fact, it was the fact that it was safe food that we were able to figure this out. So back in the 1940s and the 1950s, this was post-war, there was a lot of concern about people getting infections but the food was clean and, and the food was, was cooked and there was no reason for the food to actually cause an infection, but people were getting infected. And someone went, oh, they're not eating with their hands. They're eating with utensils, right? No one was thinking about the utensils. 
And so they thought, okay, well, if we clean the utensils, maybe we won't have so much infection. And that's what happened. Well, in 1972, there was actually an outbreak in a boarding school. And when that happened, all the food was safe. And one of the researchers, this, this guy, he basically thought back to the 40s and 50s and went, oh, you've got to be joking me. And so instead of testing the utensils, he actually tested the floors and the surfaces to see if they could find salmonella in the dust on the floors and on the surfaces. And the utensils were essentially picking up that dust and transferring it to the kids. And sure enough, there you go. So what they did is they disinfected the floors, they disinfected the surfaces, boom, goodbye outbreak. And then I feel like people love knowing what the experts at home do. What do you personally subscribe to at home? I don't take food into the bathroom. That's the first thing. Okay, well, there's that. Yeah, that's a good thing. Essentially, there are a couple things that I do. I do make sure that I clean the floors at least once a week. And if I do see any visible contamination, then I'm usually cleaning that off so that, you know, my floors are, are fairly um, clean. Same thing with countertops, same thing with sinks. I'm usually cleaning my sinks every day and I'm disinfecting them once a week, that type of thing. And the other thing is that if it happens to be something that's dry, like a potato chip, eh, I'll just pick it up and eat it, right? <laughs> but if it happens to be, like I said, the, the, the wet side of a peanut butter sandwich, then I'm just probably going to say, well, I'm going to sacrifice that and make myself a new one. The one thing that I do want to add, and this comes from the infection prevention control world, is the fact that we've ignored floors for a very, very long time. And the old adage was, what is the likelihood that someone's going to get infected from a floor? And the reality was, well, if they happen to trip, fall, and their face is sideways and their tongue is sticking out, then maybe, because, you know, the first rule in microbiology is do not lick, right? The fact of the matter is that there was a study that was done, I think, about five or six years ago, and the guy literally, like, dropped stuff on, and then he would count the amount of seconds that he left it on there. So it was like one, 10, 30, four minutes. I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> And of course, if it's dry, nothing happens. But if it happens to be moist, then yeah, longer yeah. contact time could potentially lead to more transfer. But I mean, come on. So what is the final verdict? So the final verdict is that the five-second rule is not real. Bacteria will instantly transfer onto food the second it lands on a surface where they're present, like Tetra was saying. We're planning to include this topic in our November issue. And after talking to experts for the article, we did find that time can play a role but it's only in the amount of bacteria that can accumulate. So the longer something sits, the more bacteria can grow on it. You know, when we were first reporting the story, we did talk to Tetra, who said that as time passes, the friction from such increases. So there's a greater likelihood of transfer from one surface to another. So therefore, the five-second rule is a myth. So I was right. <laughs> right again, Mizan. Thank you for listening to Minor Issues, Major Opinions. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review, and maybe we'll even read your review on the next episode. You can find us online at realsimple.com slash Podcast. Make sure to come back next Thursday for more.